Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a brunch, bunch of grown adults sit around talking about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters, uh, and also just, you know, this is a silly show. This one was rougher for me than normal in terms of, like, I had to pay attention to this episode while, uh, while I was watching it, which I haven't had to do in a while, and uh, I thought it was because I was just, like, missing things by looking away. no. It just doesn't make much sense. So that's going to be... It's going to be one of those. I don't know what you're talking about. This episode is great. <laughs> it's it's very enjoyable. It's also very confusing. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Power Rangers is stupid. Whatever. Tell me more about this brunch of grown adults. I was going to say a that. Brunch, so yes, I, the I brunch of grown brunch. adults. I, I mean, we're I'm pretty full, get, but... We're all going to go get mimosas. Oh, and fuck yes. Brunches, mimosas are so brunches, good. <laughs> basically an excuse to get drunk at 10 o'clock on a Sunday, right? No. Like, yeah. mostly? Okay. I, I, I say no because me and my friends would do brunch every Sunday for, like, a few years, and we never had any alcohol. It's just, it's just, I mean, it's just fucking awesome. Like, I mean, we have a hotel here that does these, like, all-you-can-eat brunch buffets, and it's, like, so good. The food is so much food. It's so tasty. I, that, that's mm-hmm. that's the other option is it might not be about that, but it could be about the fact that for whatever reason, um, brunch food, it, it's like the only reason it's only on Sunday or at least traditionally is because you can't go do things after you have brunch. Oh, food. yeah. You have to go take a nap. No, like, for sure. I, I, the first time I had brunch here with Cassie, she had to have a food coma afterwards. Yeah, it, that's just how it goes. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's going to, I don't know, it's a brunch podcast. Teenagers mm. of Attitude, a brunch podcast. <laughs> um uh, before we talk about brunch, and uh, by that I mean we should, still, we should still introduce ourselves. Oh right, hi, I'm Zach. Joining <laughs> me this week we've got we've got Emily. Hey, and we've got Mike. This is the kind of like professionalism you get from a podcast that has already done this 198 times. That's that's about brunch and Power Rangers. I had um a, a friend of mine or a, a coworker 
uh, asked me about my podcast, and before I realized I really probably shouldn't tell people at work what my podcast is called, I told it to him, uh, and he was listening to some older episodes, God. Uh, and he was he was just like, y'all talked about cheese for like 20 minutes, and I was like, I don't remember that, but also Listen, that doesn't surprise cheese? me at all. Tracks, yeah. <laughs> cheese is a worthy topic to talk about for 20 minutes, okay? <laughs> cheese is fucking awesome. I just like... <laughs> and so is crunch. I, I li- mm-hmm. Yes, I just, I like when people tell me about stuff that happened on the podcast that I don't remember at all. But also, am not surprised to hear that we discussed. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, I wasn't kidding. This is episode 199 of the podcast, oh, and that, that's not even counting all the fucking bonus shit we've done. Yeah, we've done a lot of stuff. There's no fucking way we can keep track of our own shit. I don't. I remember maybe three or four episodes back. Like that's about as far as it goes. Um, that's so, not very yeah. good. <laughs> oh, well, my memory's terrible in general so that's not just for this someone who as someone who was like a fan before i joined the podcast i remember a bit more but it's like it's from like early that early the podcast fuck no uh i remember like sometimes i'll go through a an old like a podcast that i've listened to again like a re-listen and as someone who's listened who listens to podcasts, I'll, I'll be like, "Oh, I know the exact jokes that are about to get made," uh, and I've listened to this once ever before. As a podcaster, no, no way. Like, not, <laughs> for whatever reason, my memory is way worse when I'm the one doing it. Um, so I, I don't think know why. This, this bit is pretty self indulgent, so we should move on. But first, I want to ask: <laughs> Have y'all ever had that sensation where you're listening to a podcast and they say like? Oh, we're gonna edit that out, and then you, while you're listening, you think, "I wonder if they're gonna edit that out." <laughs> yes, yes, and, uh, I have. Because, like, is that because we podcast? <laughs> I think that's because no. I think we it's podcast. just because we're. I think it's just because we're dumb. <laughs> it might it. just be that. That could be yeah. it. <laughs> um, I uh, one last thing, and then we'll go. I have a friend who has listened, who listens to this show and has told me he's tried to answer when I ask a question before, oh, and yeah. I think that's really adorable. <laughs> Uh, anyway, sorry, Jordan, I love you. Okay, uh, talking about things. Talking about things! I have a very quick one this week, uh, but it's kind of fun. Um, so a... As opposed to all uh, the really just unfun ones that we do. Well, this is very, like, this is also kind of self-indulgent, or at least it's not, like, news, really, but I like it anyway. Uh, a a person that, that Mike and I know uh, went ahead and, and told us that he, by accident, he does not watch Power Rangers or really know anything about it, uh, got to see a production of Macbeth in a 50-person theater that starred Jason Narvi as Macbeth. That's so cool! Um, <laughs> and I think that's really cool. Like, I was... I, I basically told him, like, hey, I'm not gonna, like, bug you about it, but, like, please let me know how it goes, because I'm just super curious. Because we've talked about Jason... When we did Jason Narvi's actor spotlight years and years ago, we talked about the fact that he was... He stu- has studied Shakespeare... Like, he's a assistant professor of theater, um, like, a bunch of stuff like that. Uh, so, it doesn't surprise he's, he's me He's the most, that. like, legitimate thespian on the show. Yes. <laughs> uh, stage thespian, for sure. And uh, so, I was just curious, and he, he 
messaged me back after and told me basically like, yeah, he was really good. He hit the right balance of stiff seriousness and overdramatic monologuing um, and was the best in the, the cast, which admittedly was for a 50 seats Chicago storefront production and everything that goes with that, but did a good job. So, yeah, that's cool. That's so oh, he cool. also mentioned uh, that he's jacked, which I didn't. I don't know that you ever see Skull like in especially revealing clothing. So I don't know if he used to be. But I think he we got a little bit of that when they went mining for gold recently. But yeah, okay. I think because he mentioned kind of skinny he was, in the show. I guess he seems that way, but yeah, he mentioned he was swinging around this big, heavy, two-handed prop sword. Uh, and like, looked like he was in extremely good shape. So good for him. Good to know. <laughs> I don't really, I can't really tell. He's one of the characters that they don't really do that with so much in the show. So although, like, uh, th- you say that, but like, when Billy, they were trying to hide his buffness, it was super obvious. Still, that's true. Yeah, Billy is. I mean, David Yost is ex- in extremely good shape and still is. Uh, and then putting so him in overalls always... doesn't change that, so I don't know if putting him in, like, a, de- a detective suit would change it, or, like, a leather sure. jacket. So anyway, I just thought that was pretty cool. I like Skull a lot. Like, as we're rewatching this, it's, you know, when we were in the first era, it was like, oh, wow, Zack and Kimberly are, are actually really good, and... As we've moved on, it's been it's been like you know some of these people are okay. I think Tanya's pretty good. Yeah. Um. And but Skull's been pretty solid the whole time. So like it's nice to to get to notice that as we watch through it again. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're gonna talk about episode thirty nine, the Ranger who came in from the gold of Power Rangers Zio. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. Um. This episode has some stuff that I can't tell if it's, like, gay panic or just kind of shitty. It's a, it's like, a masculating a panic. It's, it's, way. Okay, it's like, like, oh, yeah, let's, it's, it's panic over the, the man doing an unmanly thing. Okay, but it's, yeah. it's not, I, I guess you're right. But, like, for me, I was just so happy that it didn't result in a man in a dress joke that I just let it pass. It does not. Like, that is that, true. Like, I'm just letting you know, listeners, like, there's a part where, like, oh, like, Balkans gonna make a bet, and, like, if they lose the bet, they're gonna have to be in this ballet. It's not explicitly said, but it's obviously what they're gonna do to them. And I immediately got so exhausted, and, like, it ended up yeah. being a really entertaining episode. <laughs> And so like, they, I, they set they set that up, and you just got sleepy. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, oh. No, legitimately, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to bed now. And then like, and then it pays off with like not that. So just letting you know now, like, there's not a man in the dress joke in this episode. Thank fucking god. That's true. Still, and, and good. Well, we'll talk about it. But but like I said, I. It definitely goes up against the line, and they shouldn't have done it this way, but I came off more like, it just comes off as as kind of general 90s weirdness towards sexuality, as opposed to anything specifically homophobic, Mm -hmm. Um, but it still sucks. So we'll talk about it as we get there, but I wanted to preface the episode with that, uh, because we start uh, with Jason and... Uh, a Adam and a, a couple small 
girls, like middle-aged school, I guess, middle school-aged girls, uh, sure. in leotards. Okay, and hold on. Let, let, let's, let, I'm going to hit the timeout on this real quick. Yes? Where did Catherine get these children? Uh, it's never explained. Uh, so here's what's okay, wild. Okay, well, here, Pat- it, they don't explain it, but they never fucking explain with this shit. Like, what it is, is she probably fucking teaches ballet on the side, like how the Power Rangers teach, like, 5,000 things on the side any given episode. <laughs> the thing is, usually they'll at least give us that reason. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm a ballet instructor. Or or, the, or most of the time it's like, oh, what we're doing is for charity, you know, or it's to help sure. Ernie or something. They're just... Catherine is just like her and Tanya were studying King Mindus in class, which again, high school curriculum in Angel Grove, we're just doing King Midas. And they just decided, oh, we're gonna do a ballet. Let's <laughs> round up four children and It is it is for the class. They say it's for the class. But but yes. Um, the other th- possibility that I'd like to put put forward is the first line Cat has is, uh, I was talking to the drama uh, teacher about borrowing some props, uh, so maybe she meant these kids. <laughs> no, because they didn't get the props, so. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, w- my guess is Cat is a teacher, a ballet teacher. Like, the, Which the, probably. Which is wild. And like it's just it's it's like they okay, don't like I mean like the only reason this gets a pass is because powering does this all the fucking time where like randomly they'll just be teaching something but like it is a little bit exhausting to be like oh she's the pink ranger and she's the girl so she does the ballet you know like, yeah this this <laughs> would make a lot more sense if it was Kimberly who did gymnastics which yeah, although like, it's not the like, same like, thing cats, you kind of cat's thing yeah. was like diving so it seems Swimming, like really yeah well I thought it was specifically diving but I could be wrong um, well at the very least yes. we should see her like teaching a swimming class yeah, yeah, but you like, know, uh, um, but again, this happens so much with so many characters. Yes. Where like randomly, they, like Jason's on the football team, so like whatever. Right. <laughs> we, we talked about it before about how like their interests just kind of seem, seem to change to to suit the plot. So, exactly. Yeah, I and guess it's not Pat this week. It's yeah, not that ahead. they have a variety of interests because everyone has a variety of interests. It's that every single one of their interests, they are so deep into (laughs) and are so like so far along in like the progress of of like becoming skilled at that thing that there is no way they could do everything that they do can can i point out a through line though which is that tanya is involved in this but as like a prop and setting person which she did last episode on or two episodes ago on the fashion show. So I guess Tanya is like a stage manager now and that's fine. Sure. That's cool. Good for her. <laughs> that's I mean, that's yeah. a Go ahead. I think the most confusing thing about this scene though was why are Adam and Jason there? Like why is it is why isn't it all just either an all kid production? Or an all teen production. It's weird that so, there's just yeah, random that's, two that's teen my boys. problem. <laughs> so at the end so at the end what we'll see happens is there are two characters who play kings in the, the ballet and King I think Midas that, and that, King Whoever and, <laughs> Yeah. And, and I think that the idea was that's the parts they were going to play. Um, which actually, like, boys? if you ever, I don't know. Just... Well, so, so, and this is maybe me doing work for the show, but 
my sister did a lot of uh, ballet growing up, okay. so I've been to a lot of ballet recitals. And a lot of times, if it's a like story based ballet or song, the like main character is the teachers. Or, or adults, basically, because okay. I, I guess just just like so that they're there on stage with the students and all. So, like, it's not that weird, but like you still probably and I know it's just for their class and not for like a recital, but it's weird that you would go like, hey, we don't even know who, it's for their class. And, and I, I swear the, they say no, it is, they, but they, maybe not. They don't. No, they, the, you're, you're filling in a blank that the show doesn't fill in because Tanya says, <laughs> okay. oh, we were, we were studying King Midas in class, so we decided to put on a ballet. Okay, that's wild then. I assumed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was for an assignment. I think that's what the show wants us to assume, but it really does seem like they just decided to do it. This reminds and, me. Sorry, continue. No, go ahead. This reminds me of when I was in grade seven and we were studying Mesopotamia and like we had to do a project on like life in Mesopotamia and what it would be like. And there, one of the options was play. And I was the only kid who jumped at that. And I wrote and like made this whole play. And then my, my, my group members that were so like not for it, like they were just, they didn't try remembering any lines or anything. And it was, it was just me, and it was so oh, yeah. dumb. Yeah, the only kid trying on the group project. Yeah, we, but it's we, usually we all, know, we all not, know that life. That's usually not me. Usually, I'm the one slacking off. But this, I was like, I'm gonna write a fucking play, and then yeah, it was I, so I, dumb. Man, <laughs> I, I love, everybody has group project stories. Weirdly, when I was in college, I always got, um, at least for for uh, projects specific to my major, I always got matched with this person who. On the off chance they listen, I'm not going to say, but <laughs> um, they did like all the work. And it turns out that when you need that to like learn that stuff as part of your your like major and someone is just like, oh, I'm just going to do it all. It kind of sucks, actually, because <laughs> there were a couple cases in, in college where I like didn't learn something but got a good grade on it anyway. No, like I, I think in my story, I'm the asshole who wrote this fucking play <laughs> and expected these people to fucking act and shit. Like, uh, I think <laughs> you did fine. Uh, so anyway, um, well, so so here's another, and I know we're 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 spending this long on like the first five seconds of the episode. It's, it's oh, fine. wow. But, surprise <laughs> <laughs> yeah but what really bothers me is how obvious it is that jason and adam do not want to be here and how little Catherine cares yeah yeah you you know it got flashbacks to trini where like trini would make them do stuff that they didn't want to do but that was always played for comedy where like we're gonna eat these escargot and everybody was like ew in this case, it's more just like, like they're not really making it a joke. Cat is just yeah. making them do this, and they don't wanna, but is they're that, gonna because I guess like friendship. Weird that one of them isn't Tommy because I think that would be like her, the easiest one boy to get because she's yeah. Kind of the her thing boyfriend. is, if she's gonna convince a boy to do this, why isn't it her boyfriend? That <laughs> it does kind like, of feel like Jason David Frank was maybe like less available this week for whatever reason. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But also, and, and like, listen, and there's and there's layers to this. There's also the shitty fact that, like, again, we're making a lot of jokes about the <laughs> boys doing ballet, and like, that's that's also a thing. But that's a thing that the show trucks in a lot. What the show well, usually doesn't truck in is just straight up the Power Rangers just kind of ignoring 
what their friends are obviously thinking, you know? Yeah. I mean, they, they don't want to be in the, in it basically like that's, that's clear. Uh, but it's never like, I don't actually think they say like, this is too girly. They, they just don't want to, which is, I feel like that's the subtext. Yes. I think so too. That's why I'm like a little torn about this one, but yeah, I I think you're right. So anyway, I, I could just be like, they don't fucking know about dancing or care about dancing and they don't know how to do it. And they're like, Oh God. Cause at least it shows them like they, they suck. Which is the first time yeah. we see the yes. Power suck at anything, I think. <laughs> there's, there's definitely there's definitely a charitable read and an uncharitable read sure. yeah. on this. Because it's, it's, here's the deal. I don't want to fucking dance in front of people because I don't know how to dance. It has <laughs> nothing to do with masculinity. <laughs> I just am super anxious and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay, so the the other thing of this and... and if if it is a thing about like not wanting to come across as girly, I super buy that with Jason because he's always been kind of a meathead. Well, yes, also, yes. Like, just I don't necessarily buy ago. that Adam is uncomfortable with being yeah like sure. doing like feminine stuff. Jason just did that thing about how he, how he didn't want to be a model, so like yeah, it it fits. But actually, you know what? That's a good question. Why isn't Catherine getting Rocky in the do in the doing this? I don't Rocky's know. down for anything. Yeah, so especially if you promise a-, a really big sandwich at the end of it. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a like showing her trying to teach them how to do well no that's the other thing cat's a bad teacher because she's do, running them through exercises so she's like okay do a plie and all the little girls who are clearly ballets do a plie and rocky and jason don't know what the fuck they're doing and she doesn't like adam, help them adam really. and jason yeah yeah she doesn't Sorry, stop yes. to be like hey so here's here's how you do it like Zach, I believe this the is, noun for someone who does ballet is a ballerina and not a ballet. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> what did I say? He said because they're ballets. Oh, well, <laughs> it's like a it's like a valet, you know. It's no, it's exactly fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the kids do the ballet and they know what they're doing. But this this is also kind of on cat. If you are going to enlist your friends into helping with this ballet and they've never done it. You need to take some like one on one or I guess one on two time with these two and like teach them the make, basics and don't make don't them do make, it in front of people or don't make them dance like they're just the kings but they don't have to like they don't have to dance it can still be a ballet like yeah. whatever it's fine anyway uh so we're we're ragging on cat a lot but we cut over to Tanya and um Ernie's like hey um I know I have no control over my own space and like y'all just do shit here, but what's going on? Like this yeah, is one of the funniest thing. This yeah. is on such short notice that Ernie doesn't know what's happening. Like Ernie obviously is super down for whatever. That's never been in dispute. But it is a little unusual for them to literally just take over his whole like space and he's just like, hey, what what's up? Like, what are you guys doing? Because <laughs> nobody told me. <laughs> um, and Tanya says, oh, we're studying Greek mythology, so we thought we'd do a ballet on King Midas. God, you're right. I really thought it was for a class. Uh, yep. No, they just decided. And then they do some okay. exposition on who King Midas is. And for people who don't know, he was a king, greedy, turns things into gold. Yes. Um, everything he touches, which that's important because I feel like they kind of lose that in this in this episode. But yeah, they soup. No one actually gets the the titular Midas touch. It's it's kind of like the the sort of Damocles from a few weeks back. They take this like 
like historical slash mythological thing, and they kind of do something that vaguely resembles it, but well, not really. Because the whole thing about why it would suck to be King Midas is he can't fucking touch anything without turning it to gold, and therefore, like, the things he cares about, he can't interact with. Yeah, like, he can't eat, he can't touch his children, stuff like that. That's not what happens in the episode. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, we're... Yeah, so so this is kind of the part where I think they are going up against that, like, haha boys ballet, because he looks over at the at Rocky and Jason practicing, and he goes, well, Adam now I've seen everything, and it's like, god damn it, Adam and Jason, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, and he's like, now I've seen everything, and that's the joke. Um, now let's cut to something pure and good that no one can... can <laughs> No one can convince me is wrong, which is uh, a skinless space emperor, evil space emperor driving an RV, and then he gets a flat tire because he takes a wrong turn and hits a moon rock, and Power Rangers is good, everyone. Power Rangers is a good television show, and you can't tell me anything different. If we had, like, I, so this this show, of course, because it had new villains, like, Reed and Zed just kind of went away for a while. If if we had just spent the whole season watching this road trip, this whole show would have been a thousand times better. Like, oh my it, god, they, did, it didn't need to, they didn't need to dedicate serious time to it. It just had to be like once an episode. We get maybe like just a quick, like like how sometimes the show will like really diminish Bulk and Skull's role in the episode. That's fine. Just every so often, just check in with Rita and Zed. If that had been all of Zio, it would have been so much better. So the idea is that they've gotten a flat tire and. We, they haven't really said where, where they're going, and now we figure it out, which is that they're heading to the palace. Uh, and they in have order to go to... there in a va- in a in a camper van because. I mean, what do they have other like have means magic. of transport? I guess they have magic. That's true, but yeah, they're they're driving to the Moon Palace because they're going to try to take back over Louis Kaboom. Uh, I mean, listen. I'm not complaining. This I love this writing choice. It's amazing. Oh, the, machi- it's just, the machine I'm, empire would see them coming if they use magic. This is this the the Winnebago is like perfect stealth is the thing. I am so upset that we don't see Zed with a fucking jack, <laughs> like jacking, just jacking the the RV up onto the side and changing a tire. Like I want that so bad. <laughs> But uh, sadly, no. Um, instead, I want Zed in like like a mechanics overalls, please. If anyone could do that for me, um, he, he's, so, he's in coveralls on one of those like uh, whatever those trolley things are. You have to lie down on. Yeah, and this, yeah, the ones that like slide you under the car. Yes, please, God. He's <laughs> Zed standing up and like wiping his hands on a rag and going, "Well, there's your problem." <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. god! So yeah, they they get a flat tire, and and I think that's all that they're in this episode. No, I they come back. It. We we, okay, we see good. them. We see them uh, in the aftermath. We see him having repaired the tire. Don't worry. Good, good, good. Uh, so we do cut. We got cut to Louis Kaboom, and I'm sad that Luke is not on this episode because I can't do his great Louis Kaboom voice. But Louis Kaboom has gone from being a used. Uh, a repair pair guy or, or used car salesman or whatever the fuck Luke says it he is. It was a refrigerator repairman. Thank you to being the emperor of uh, 
of the the machine empire, which is kind of weird because so okay, so he says, "All right, Clank, read my decree." And Clank says, "From this point moment forward, let it be known the leader and supreme commander of the machine empire is Louis Kaboom." And then Queen Machina is pissed. Which is, I am confused by, because I thought Louis Kaboom was, like, trying to woo her, and I also thought she was, like, fine with it. Like, I think that it was just, so this is obviously them just trying to have to, like, work with what the Sentai is giving them, but I, I think it's that, like, he's realized that it's going nowhere, and he's like, no, nah, I'm just determined to rule this thing, though, so, uh... You know, throw throw those pieces of shit in the dungeon. Well, I'm gonna just move it's on. It's just it's just weird because he's like, take them to the dungeon, and he's like, great. Now I can take destroy the Power Rangers, which is what I've always wanted. Except, <laughs> yeah. like, and take the it reason over the here, oif. yeah, the oif. Uh, <laughs> but he originally said he wanted to kill the Power Rangers to impress Queen Machina. So I'm confused. It's I mean, I don't think he entirely knows what he's about. You know? No, I think he's very confused. <laughs> he's just he's just rolling with it. He's just he's just going with he's going with his gut, which is which, presumably which is, full of explosives. Yes. Well, also um, is a face. His gut is a face. So like maybe his gut face is telling him what to do. Who knows? That's true. That is very true. Uh, also, uh, in the proud tradition of uh, underlings in Power Rangers, Clank is really quick to fucking throw Machina and oh, Sprocket under oh, the bus. Yeah. He's totally on board with Louis Kaboom. Yep. Um, and, and he's like, well, how are you going to do that? And he's like, well, I'm going to use the human's own greed against them with this Midas hound. And it's a little it's puppy statue, gold puppy statue. I love it. And, and I, also what I love about this scene is like, we don't have a scene of him like looking at the humans and be like, oh, that's a good idea. Nope. Like Rita does. He just, out of, apropos of nothing, pure coincidence decides that he yeah, has Midas This is shit. just a coincidence. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Whoops, just happened. And um, also, this super doesn't do what he says it's going to do. No. Th- th- again, we'll talk about it when we get there, but it doesn't work with the Midas thing at all. Uh, so, uh, we cut down to the uh, gym and juice bar uh, Bulk and Skull are about to start making fun of Jason. Um, Bulk does say, you'll never catch me doing that girly stuff. Yeah, So he's true. the only one who explicitly says, like, this is girly, even though, obviously, Adam and Jason aren't into it. Uh, Tanya comes up behind them and says, you know, a lot of macho men have been dancers, and I thought she was talking about Randy Savage, and I got really excited, but <laughs> she isn't. Um, here's what's weird. Power Rangers never references pop culture. Like, remember how... And when it does, it's incredibly dated, even at the time. Like, remember that one time that, uh, like, Kid Balkan Skull talked about, uh, oh, I forgot a news thing. Uh, the actor who played Kid Bulk passed away recently. Oh, no! Uh, which someone sent me. I'm sorry to hear that. That was very sad. Um, but anyway, Kid Balkan Skull were like, yeah, we love Captain Kirk, and it was so out of place to hear anyone in Power Rangers, like, reference a real point of pop culture that it, like, was weird. Well, well, the, the thing is, even at the time, uh, and sorry if you could hear that noise outside, uh, Captain Kirk was already, like, like, he also made a reference to Darth Vader, but those were things that, like, came out in the 70s. And, like, even these references are also fairly dated, because Tanya brings up Patrick Swayze. Uh, she brings up Gene Kelly, and she brings up Mikhail Baryshnikov. Ah, and what have we here? 
A young man, maybe, who thinks he can be the next Baryshnikov? I don't want to be the next anything. I'm only taking this stupid class because they made me. So, he has fire in the belly. But it will take more than belly fire to be the next Baryshnikov. So, okay, if you don't... Here's what's weird. Uh, Gene Kelly and, and Patrick Swayze obviously are known for other things. Um, I didn't know who uh, Mikhail Baryshnikov was, so I looked him up. Uh, and he was primarily known as a dancer. So, like, that Specifically doesn't ballet. Like, right, so that doesn't seem like a good argument in your... F- not to say that he wasn't macho. It's just, like, I think her idea is, like, these people that you traditionally think of as, like, you know, Patrick Swayze are actually also dance. Well, if I remember correctly, and, and this was before my time, but uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, I think Baryshnikov was considered kind of a heartthrob at the time. Okay. I, yeah, I don't. I, I'm not familiar with. They, with they them, do kind so. of lampshade how no one who watches Power Rangers and is a kid would know who the fuck that is, though, because like, actually, Skull's like, is Brishnikov a city? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's true. <laughs> There's and, also and- a bit where uh, Skull does a. Uh, where the character Skull is doing a fake British accent, but I suspect it's just Jason Narvey talking normally. Um, <laughs> but also, also, here's my question, and this literally just hit me. How does Tanya know who any of these people are? She has Wikipedia. She loves dirty <laughs> dancing, which is what Patrick She's time displaced. Right? <laughs> yes, I yes, mean, obviously, yes, it, it, it's, at dancing. some point, at some point, Tanya like is going to get caught up on pop culture. I, I get that, but I oh, really, I you really mean because yeah, I don't know. That's a good I question. Just, I just, I don't ever want us to just let slide the fact that she got. <laughs> thrown into the future in age 10 years. Listen, I do not want us to ever let that go. Her and Kat had a movie night where they watched a bunch of musicals and she, she, like, she catches her up on like pop culture and stuff, you know? This is how it is. Yeah, in, at, at Aisha's parents' no, house. No, at, at, at Kat's house. Because in the very, wait, first, wait. In the very first episode we, where, where Tanya becomes part of a team, Kat says, you can stay with me at my parents' house. Oh, does she? Yes. Well, I wish she'd been on last episode, because we... <laughs> but anyway. Well, I heard you guys talking um, about it in the Slack, and I tried to, like, say, like, yo, that happened, but I guess... You yeah, but it's it's funnier if it didn't. Anyway, so... <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we then cut back over to uh, um, uh, the, the, the dancers, uh, and Kat is, uh, like, constantly looking at a clipboard in these episodes... Um, or in this episode, which like to, to give the impression, I guess that she's like trying to figure you say out this, the logistics in these episodes and stuff. Makes you think like the ballet arc. Yeah, the ballet arc. No, it's just <laughs> the episode. Um, so she walks over to Tanya and says, "Like we can't get the props from the school. Uh, you know, I, I contacted people and they they couldn't get it to us." Uh, and she's like, "Shit! Well, we got all these costumes and other stuff to make, and we don't. I don't know if we're gonna be able to find everything in time." And then Balk and Skull cut in and say, hey, we could do it. Uh, you know, we're detectives, so we could probably find all this stuff. Uh, I bet, no, they specifically say, I bet we could find all this stuff. And uh, they turn this into a bet instead of a, just a paid job, uh, which is that if they win, they get double their fee. And if they lose, quote unquote, name it. So... That's a bad bet for them. Don't do that. <laughs> you need to define your terms. It's yeah, very important. Uh, what the fuck is <laughs> I, this? Is it, yes, Bulk and Skull are stupid, and the plot requires them to be stupid for this stuff to happen. But <laughs> still, 
Never make a bet that's like, if I lose, you get to pick what happens. That's not a good bet to make. <laughs> I do like that after they make the bet, like, Cat like, puts her hand out for a shake and... Uh, oh, I thought she was just ignored, and he went to Tanya, but no. No, Bulk and Skull like, move past each other to shake yeah. the, the hand of the woman that's, further that's, from that's them. That's still funny, but not as funny as what I thought it was, where she just like puts her hand out, and he just ignores her completely. And goes for <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we cut up to a scene of Louis Kaboom like, talking to a bunch of cogs. A in, lot like, of a, cogs. Like, a, yeah, in a, crowd. in like a Darth, Darth Vader addressing stormtroopers style scene, which is fun. This, yeah, this is some fucking Triumph of the Will shit. Yes. Yeah, well, I was trying to do a less upsetting reference, but yeah, I, I kind mean, of let's is. face it, all those scenes in Star Wars are referencing Triumph of the yep. Will. They're no, called stormtroopers. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so he's, uh, he is just saying like, we're going to kick ass. Now I'm going to go down to, p- it's Light just the pooch, <laughs> the, the, the tonal shift from him addressing a throng of murderous machine men to him in the next scene, crouching behind a fucking yard sale, uh, table and like putting this little metal sculpture on it is very funny. <laughs> um, I do wish, uh, and I, and I get it's a matter of, uh, how little money Haim Saban was really, really, uh, willing to spend. Uh, but I do wish we got more shots like this in, on the American side of thing of just like armies of cogs, just yeah, like I mean, a sizable sure. number of them. The, the thing that's cool about the machine empire on paper is that it's an empire and we don't really like in all the power Rangers seasons, there's a couple of those, but they usually don't really take advantage of it. Usually it's like, yeah, there's like a space blockade, but we're still going to just send down our one monster at a time. Cause that's what power Rangers is. <laughs> so it is nice when you do occasionally see like this big army. It's neat. Um, yeah. So Bulk and Skull are are failing to find stuff. They pull up to this garage sale and they're like, "Ah, shit, we're not we're way behind schedule." Uh, but look, just look for anything gold. Um, at this point, Louis Kaboom sees them and says, "And by sees them, I mean he's behind a bush. I don't mean from like a you know a Rita style telescope. I mean he's like hiding in the bushes, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is very silly." Um, and uh, He's like, oh, these humans are especially greedy. Now, Buck and Skull are greedy, but I don't know that you could determine that from, like, <laughs> this specific interaction. I think Louis Kaboom is doing a lot of sup- supposition. Every time. They're on a scavenger hunt. Let's be straight yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Every time I walk by Yard Sound, I see people perusing the wares. I'm just like... This fucking pieces of shit, greedy bastards. <laughs> they're so greedy. They think they're gonna get an old t-shirt for like five dollars. This just fucking they're gonna get a used microwave. What the fuck are they? Those motherfuckers. Wait, are those nest games? Have <laughs> have y'all have y'all ever been to an estate sale? No. Okay, so so in at least in this area, occasionally you'll come across what looks like a yard sale. And you'll be like, oh, cool, I'm going to look at some stuff. And then you see a sign that says estate sale, and you realize that this is a dead person's stuff that's oh. being sold. <laughs> and every time that happens to me, I'm like, well, I feel really bad, but also I don't even know if I should feel bad. Because, like, 
they're not going to use it. So, like, I don't know how to feel. But I don't know if that makes me a greedy human, but who knows? I don't it's a very think weird so. I feeling. Mean, gotta, I mean, he said this is a part of death, I guess. It's just one of those things where, like, it it may, it's worse because I don't I usually don't know going in. If someone told me beforehand, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Usually, I'm like picking stuff up, and then I look over and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, it's it's it really sucks after you pick something up to find out that it was haunted. Apparently, yeah, it's got ghosts. That's 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 how it works. Anyway, sorry tangent. Um, so. Uh, greedy humans. So he plants this little gold statue, and I want to be clear: it's Power Rangers, so like the props are bad. But this really looks like you know those like lucky cats, the like gold lucky yeah. cat things. Yeah, it's like a dog version of that. Like it looks really cheap and bad. Um, and it's it's uh, very obviously just like again they're trying to match the Sentai prop, and- right? I don't know what was going on with this thing in the Sentai. I, like, it becomes a monster later, and I don't know what the this fuck this monster deal is. This is one of those episodes where I, I wish I was further ahead on watching them, because I'm going to fucking have to go watch this Sentai episode of this, because what is any of this? It's so confusing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he picks up this little gold doll, Skull does, and he says, oh, maybe if I polish it a little bit, it'll look more like gold. So he rubs this thing, and it shoots eye lasers out of its ruby eyes uh, at another, at like an egg beater, and it turns the egg beater into gold. Now, this is what I was kind of hinting at before. This is not a curse. King Midas's thing is a curse because he can't touch things or they turn to gold. If you have a device... That you point something, you point at something, and then activate, and it turns that into gold. That's not a curse. No, that kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I mean, later loses. it's gonna start doing, like, turning shit to gold without Bulk and Skull telling it to. Of course, and that but sucks. Like, but like, it's gonna immediately just become a monster right after that. So like, there's no. Well, it doesn't immediately become a monster, which is the best part of the episode. Is that is is that for some of the episodes they're just fighting a statue. It's great. Anyways. Yes, but but it, it does immediately become evil. But like his state, Kaboom's stated goal is that this will like turn humans against each other. I I mean, somebody might try to kill them for it, but it's not like they're going to be. It's not really what he says it is. Basically, and, and like, like not only does it just like is it not a curse, and it's and it it turns whatever they want to gold. It also can just make gold because there's a part where they're like gonna buy some hot dogs now laden in gold chains, which is awesome. And like I, while we're watching, Cassie's like, "Where like where'd they get those chains to turn into gold?" And it answers that by it, it just creates gold coins for him. Yeah, like, it, yeah, it doesn't have like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't shoot some like quarters in his hand to turn into gold. It just makes gold coins. Yeah, and this really tells you how stupid Bulk and Skull are, is that all they know about this statue is if you rub its head and point it at something, that thing turns to gold. Skull points it at Bulk's hand, and Bulk is like, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that, that definitely seems like it shouldn't have worked out that way, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, they they... The first thing, I love that Bulk and Skull have discovered a device that can make infinite wealth, and the first thing they do is buy hot dogs. <laughs> After making some gold chains. They got some bling first. Sure. Mm-hmm. Also, they pay this man in gold, and he's just like, 
First of all, he just bites it like he's in a fucking, like, in the Wild West and trying to determine its veracity. But, yeah, it's silly. And he's like, um, hey! And then he's just like, ah, oh, fuck it, I guess this is fine. Fine, whatever. <laughs> um, so Balk and Skull are, are ecstatic. They're like, oh boy, we can turn anything into gold. It's the best. Uh, now, this is where it starts evil. Uh, starts to be evil, which is that... Uh, it sh- it it shoots his hot dog, Bulk's hot dog, with its gold ray and turns it into gold. And I understand that he wanted to eat the hot dog, but I want a gold hot dog <laughs> really bad. <laughs> if I'm gonna have one one stupid thing made of gold, hot dog is way up there on the scale. <laughs> yeah, well, this is when this thing starts like kind of firing indiscriminately. It turns like a picnic table to gold. And it just starts firing wildly, and Bulk and Scar like, oh, okay, yeah, it's actually evil. Uh, we should run away. Yeah, there, there's there. Uh, I do like that after four seasons of being the subject of monster attacks, Bulk and Skull are like, yeah, let's just go. Like they don't try to save it or or control it or anything. They're just like, yeah. nah. Uh, the thing is, <laughs> though, after getting attacked by monsters for four seasons, they really should. Like, upon discovering a magical artifact that does anything, no matter That's how useful true. it seems, they should just be, in the end, no. <laughs> no thanks. They, they So, instead what they do is burst into the gym and juice bar and just start ranting. Just like, dog, toy dog, turn everything gold. Like, park, in the park. And they just, they, they like, pass out or, or go crazy, basically. They run off and go do whatever yeah. it is they're going to do. Uh, and Catherine and Adam are just there, and they're like, oh, well, okay, it sounds like uh, Bulk and Skull are terrified by some supernatural thing. That That's usually a big tell that something's up. We should, uh... and actually, Catherine asks, like, hey, should we tell the others? And Adam's like, no, we should just get moving now. And they're like, they're, they're gonna, apparently they're gonna go to the park on foot. You could just radio, yeah. like, Billy or whoever on the way. Like, it literally takes no time to just call them. <laughs> right. So the other thing is they, and this is, you know, we often talk about the fact that the bad guys sending uh, goons, usually all it does is alert the Power Rangers to the fact that something bad is happening. Um, this is especially egregious because the whole idea of this thing is for people to take it and then it to turn shit that they love into gold. Like, that's the whole idea. They see this little toy dog. They go, oh, interesting, a little golden dog. We should tell Zordon about it. And they're going to pick it up and take it to the command center, which would be, like, the worst thing that could happen to the Power Rangers is the command center gets turned to gold, but instead a bunch of cogs just show up and fight them. And they're like, oh, I guess that thing's bad. Like I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> they um, could have defeated the Power Rangers instantly. Yes, without doing anything, but instead... And, like, literally, one of the cogs grabs it and takes it away from them and gives it back to Clank, who's there. Um, who, and by the way, Clank uh, does the best thing ever, and... Uh, well... Really quickly before that, which is amazing, uh, he does address the cog that brings it over to him and says, "Thank you, young cog." So, do cogs have ages, or I is mean, he just there's, like there's oh. robot children? We've already established well, this. Okay, fair Mega, enough. Metal milk, <laughs> wait, Jack. This wait, is like so, a whole your whole thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> wait, that so I support. If if cogs are not interchangeable 
well, cogs in the system, and they actually like have a life cycle and grow from children. That that makes the the machine empire really fucking weird. Especially the fact that like the vast majority of their population looks identical, and then there's just some of them that don't. Hey, they're yeah. identical to yeah. us. I mean, like we probably look identical to them. <laughs> yeah, are you saying all cogs look the same? God, what's yes, wrong that's with exactly you? what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's another thing. Uh, you were saying that Clank is like a bootlicker, and that's super correct because he wasn't even asked to do this. He decides to make the the um uh the the Midas Hound a giant. It's uh, using so Orbis. good. It's just this giant ass fucking gold dog. <laughs> it's so funny. So, I was he saying doesn't, he, doesn't, he says it's gonna be a surprise for Mister Kaboom. <laughs> I was saying at the beginning of this episode that this episode is confusing. It's not until now, and then the rest of it is the Zord fight is fucking bizarre basically it's really it's, good <laughs> uh, so well, there's some we confusing have, shit first yes so we have now a giant golden dog it doesn't move it's not a monster it's just a big statue great like it okay. shoots, yeah. it shoots lasers out of its eyes it's and also sometimes un- those lasers turn things to gold sometimes they just explode yeah, yeah. That, that that part's kind of weird it's also unbeatable <laughs> like that's what i'm saying like it's, it's really yes. funny like it's just this fucking giant ass dog statue it's kicking the power in his asses like it's not yeah. even a monster for most of the episode it's so funny right. it's, it's <laughs> funny because like they don't attack it they don't shoot at it they don't hit it it's a stationary target <laughs> so all all the other rangers uh, morph and teleport over to to where this big statue is um and they 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 fight some cogs briefly beat the cogs up um and then immediately the big statue starts shooting gold lasers uh, well, Louis kaboom hit- shows up yes first yeah, yeah. for reasons and he says he's going to golderize them, which I thought was Louis Kaboom. Louis Kaboom kind of talks like an idiot, and like sometimes he uses words that aren't slang like they're slang. And I thought that's what was happening. No, they're going to say golderize <laughs> about a hundred times in this episode. I also just yeah. realized it's kind of a shame Goldar is not in this episode. Yeah, and like <laughs> what, what happens is they like turn like the big conflict is they turn Jason into gold. And I was really hoping that because he's the gold ranger, he would just be immune because he's already <laughs> gold. But apparently, so, <laughs> so what happens here is okay. For both in universe and for meta reasons makes me very, very upset. Okay. So Jason gets hit and turned to gold. And what we see is unmorphed Austin St. John, Holding a pose, but let's, his let's clothes, be clear. He was morphed. Yeah, he gets yes, he was morphed. For some he gets reason. demorphed. He's covered in gold spray paint. All of his clothes are spray painted gold. Yep. His hair is spiked up. It now it wasn't before, but now it is, and it's it's painted gold. His face is painted gold. He's holding a fighting pose. His eyes are open, which means any shot that he's in can't go for too long because he'll have to blink. Yes, and he does a pretty yeah. good job of being a human statue, though. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. someone will bump him and he'll move a little bit, but like, <clears throat> grand scheme of things, he does a good job. But here's the thing: he shouldn't have to do this. No, Jason no, was wild. morphed. They covered Austin St. John in what I assume is thick and uncomfortable body paint for no reason. They could have no, just, they just painted the suit. Well, I mean, okay. Here's the thing: is is 
my guess is it's more expensive to paint the suit than it is to paint him. Because they would have to clean the suit when you can just clean a person pretty easily. Get him new well, clothes. They, they, they've ruined whatever clothes he's wearing. They yeah, could have just made a second it's, costume. It's, it's just a fucking button up in jeans. Like, whatever. That's not a big deal. Making another costume, that's expensive. That's work. I mean, the, that's, <laughs> that's the thing I'm getting at is presumably they put this guy through hell to save a little bit of money. Yeah, no, totally. It sucks for Austin J. John. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I think you're probably right, Emily, but I do have to point out that what they could have done is just use the gold parts of the Gold Ranger suit and then paint a, a like, fucking, uh, um, leotard black, or, uh, gold, and put that on him. Maybe. Like they, could, they didn't have to ruin those pieces. Well, they also could have like, just made, like a, a, like, a really cheap plastic mold of the Gold Ranger and just painted sure. that gold. Because sure. it, it doesn't have to be a person in a suit, right? It could just be a no, statue. No, 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 of course it not. It would be better if it wasn't a person in yeah, a suit. Yeah, because then it wouldn't move around. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, so, yeah. The, the other thing about this gold laser is that it only, for some reason, only turns Jason gold. Otherwise, it just makes explosions <laughs> for whatever for whatever. And the reason. thing is, it turns Jason gold via an explosion. Right. Um, so they teleport Jason away, uh, and Louis Kaboom, who's an idiot. I mean, this is not news, but... Okay. He's really stupid. This, okay, can I just talk about this part? Because it's really funny, because he's like, ah, now to turn the whole Earth into gold! And then Tommy materializes, like, a few feet away, and he's like, oh, I've got to figure out what he's planning. He just fucking said what he's planning! He just said yeah, it! In this clear whole, like, English! And he's like, i got to figure it out! <laughs> since, since when is Tommy Oliver the, the espionage expert on the team? Tommy is only unmorphed in one shot in this episode. I wonder if he just wasn't around. Like that—that that seems because because that because he's here. That means he's not in the helmets off shot in the uh in the command center. So like, my guess is he just was not available for this episode for whatever reason. He's not gonna be the only person who's just inexplicably not there for a scene. Although I feel like that that one's going to be because of Sentai reasons. I figured the Green right. Ranger might have been turning the gold into Sentai, maybe because like yeah, yeah, that's what I'm I'm thinking happened. So so they take it, uh, Jason back and and his makeup's gotten better. <laughs> yeah, the makeup's gotten better. He's also in a different fighting pose, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, and uh, Billy says, "Well, uh, my scanner says his whole molecular structure has been changed to gold," and they're like, "Yeah, we I know, like." We saw it happen, and he's and he's a gold statue. Like we know. <laughs> now, the thing about this kind of thing, and and like whatever, it's it's Power Rangers. But whenever somebody gets like frozen or turned into something, like in a cartoon, I can't always ever help but thinking like, well, they're dead. Like that, he's dead now. Yeah, you can't fix it. Like his well, organs are gold. I mean, like in D and D, you can get petrified and then like fixed. Sure. It's yeah. magic. It, it's I just, mean, it's not magic, but it's magic. I mean, it's whatever. Magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So Zordon says, "I mean, says, it's a mystical statue that shoots lasers out of its ruby eyes if you rub it. It's magic." Fair enough. Uh, okay, so, although that being said, where did Louis Kaboom get this thing? Well, actually, you know, did he raid? Did he raid Rita and Zed's basement? Well, see, Cass- I mean, Cassie had a theory in that when he turned when he turned that necklace into a mammoth monster, it was gold. 
Louis Kaboom has oh. a power over gold things. You think Louis Kaboom <laughs> just has gold powers? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like, it's not that crazy compared <laughs> to anything else in Power Rangers. It's it, Louis Kaboom's monster powers are easily the the least defined of any of the bad guys that we've mm. seen so far. So, sure, whatever. Yeah, I Zordon, mean, like, Zed could kind of just do whatever he wanted, and Rita could too, but they both, like, they were explicitly like, I have a magical staff, whatever, fuck well, you. And Zed's with it was at least, like, Almost always, he had to use an or already extant inanimate object. Boy, there were a lot of hard words in that sentence, and I <laughs> barely got through them. Um, you did it, though. I'm proud you, of you. You did pretty Thank good. You. Yeah, good job, buddy. Uh, so, uh, Zordon's like, uh, he's turning everything in Angel Grove into gold. And Tanya's like, it's just like the story of King Midas, no. which I definitely <laughs> only read the Spartan notes of. <laughs> because that's not what happens. Um, so, yeah, they, they're they like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Uh, they, they get a message from Tommy. Uh, Tommy says, guys. He's turning objects to gold all over town. And they're like, yeah, mm. we know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, buddy. <laughs> uh, thank you for scouting, Tommy. Mm. Um, uh, and then Billy says that the more gold they feed the hound, the more powerful he gets. Okay, they didn't show that at all, but fine. He's not eating the gold. I guess it's just the more stuff he turns to gold. So here's the thing. If the more stuff he turns to gold, the more powerful he gets. That kind of ties into the human greed thing, I guess. But, like, that would work better if, like, it had waited for Bulk and Skull to do more stuff before right. finally going, you know, off the deep end. What we're saying is that Power Rangers doesn't handle allegory especially well. which <laughs> shouldn't be a surprise. Um, so, Kat says, like, what are we going to do without Jason? We're shorthanded. Uh, you know, like how we were most of this season. We only have five rangers. Um, uh, and Zordon says, Oh, Adam, you must ready the Zeo Zords for backup. Now, here's the problem with Zords in this season. I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about because I forgot that their current Zords are called the Super Zeo Zords and the old Zords are called the Zeo Zords. Yeah. So what he's saying is go get the old Zords in case we need both sets, which is fine. But because of the naming convention, I was like, what? Real, go real, get the robots? Yeah, quick, that's what they normally do. I, I missed last episode. <laughs> did they establish they still have the Zeozords last episode? And also, did Jason get Pyramidus? They've always still had the Zeozords. The reason they stopped using them was because... But Billy uh, said he took them apart and recycled them. He said he used old Zords. He didn't say which ones. <laughs> That's true. The, I mean, but he said, didn't, he, didn't he say, like, I recycled them. You need to get this part from this place so that yeah, we can do a I, thing. I don't know. I forget what it, it was. <laughs> yes, he did do that. But I I'm, I wasn't super clear on which Zords those were. I, um, but okay. any, in any case, yes, Jason did get Pyramidus last episode. Um, so yeah, I guess we got a, sh we got a shitload of robots floating around, basically. No, yeah, the, I mean, like, this kind of reminds me of some later seasons where they, yeah, there's just, like, 13 fucking Zords, like. Right. And so. Like, I, I, I get 
that this was just the show trying to justify not having Adam in the initial part of the robot scene because the Green Ranger was presumably gone in the Sentai. But in the universe of Power Rangers, this means that they had to send Adam to ready the old robots and couldn't just summon them because... And also couldn't just have... If there was something mechanical that needed to be done on the other end, couldn't have just had Billy or Alpha do it because... Reasons. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, but but what I will say is, uh, when Zordon says, "Adam, go ready the Zeozords," he goes, "Okay." And then everyone, including Adam, <laughs> goes to where the Midas Hound is, and then Adam says, "I'm going to go to the Zord Bay," and then he leaves. And which he also is does very a super Zeozord pose of everybody when they do it. Yes, Presumably because yes. he didn't want to feel like left out or was just awkward. Like, everyone else is posing. I should probably right, do Right, because all, all the <laughs> other Super Zeozords come, but his does not. His, or so maybe just, that this shot was filmed not knowing exactly how it was going to be used. Right. So now we get my favorite Zord shot, maybe ever, or sequence, where hmm. uh, all the Zo- all the Super Zeozords line up in a, in a line. It's so good. And Except the green t- one. And right, except the green one, and one at a time, punch the big golden dog, and <laughs> then, and then like you know in Smash Brothers when Fox uses his reflector, that's the effect that happens. It's like this yeah. blue diamond thing, shield, and and each robot gets hurt, and then the next one tries to punch. And it also gets hurt, yeah, and then it, they it just turns, all like, do part that. part of the Zords into gold. Like, not entirely, no, not but, even it, yet. but that's not yet. Not even yet. Because after the punches don't work, they're like, okay, let's try bringing out our weapons. And, <laughs> and then we- they stab it, and that also doesn't work, and they take damage. And then it zaps them with Gold Ray, and, the like, parts of the robots turn gold, and they can't move them anymore basically yeah like the blue one gets its chest and one of its legs I, I think the yellow one gets an arm turned gold and yeah it's it's not the whole zord it's just enough to incapacitate them this is the most powerful thing they thought yet and it's just a fucking statue and i love it it, it reminds <laughs> me of eric's favorite zord fight ever uh sorry uh, editor of the podcast eric's favorite zord fight ever the spinning wheel the evil spinning wheel yeah. that they fought uh, because it's just an inanimate object. I'm and like, inanimate objects that is it, all the same, incredibly effective. <laughs> we, need, we need to remember yeah. this thing for the teenies and duties because I'm going to nominate this fucking thing as oh, best monster. <laughs> I wrote it's it so down. Good. I wrote it down for sure. Now, this is the part where Jason says, <laughs> I really wish, or sorry, Tommy says, I really wish Jason and Pyramidus were here. And that's the point at which I realized that Pyramidus, the gold robot, is named after Midas. And also, so is this episode, which is weird <laughs> a little bit. They're like, oh, no, the evil Midas robot is stopping our gold Midas robot. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I didn't think about it that way. Um, but, yeah. So we cut back to the, the command center. And Billy is, of course, doing a science experiment that's going to save Jason. And, yeah, he's going to do he's going to do a thing when it's going to return him to flesh. Uh, oh, two, real- two things. Yeah. Real quick, uh, Eric, please cut out Tommy yelling, I've been golderized! Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Man, there's gotta be a way to stop him. I would love to see Jason and Paramidas right about now. 
But two things about this. Um, one, that when Jason gets freed, he's morphed again. So there was super no reason to make Austin St. John do this. Really confusing, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, and like to and to show it, and like to show it working, he starts moving his leg a little bit, like as it starts to work, and so on and so forth. But here's the thing, Billy's solution, because you know Billy always has to do a little bit of science speak, and the show never really fully thinks through what he's actually saying. He says, "I'm going to hit Jason with an electromagnetic pulse." He's yeah. he's gonna de gold Jason by just zapping him real good. Yeah, he's gonna EMP him, and then that'll fix him for some reason. <laughs> totally, that's how um, gold works. That'll eliminate the nanites in his system, causing all of his molecules to turn into gold. Because this is a technological villain, remember? Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> so then Jason uh, gets to say back to action, which he invented and Tommy stole. Rocky uh, said and- it earlier. <laughs> I was very proud of him. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and and teleports over to get his big pyramidus robot. You know, um, hold on. I, it just hit me. I that Rocky saying back to action. I think other than like, other than him reacting to his uh, Zord getting goldenized, I think is his only dialogue in the episode. He does not speak much. Uh, so then, pyramidus shoots the Midas Hound with a big lightning blast that turns it into the Midas monster. Basically, like, a shell breaks off Yeah, this this is, like, okay, like, the upcoming fight scene is really cool. Don't be wrong, like, so many Zords are there, like, all this stuff's happening. It's awesome. I would have really liked it if it was just two stationary things shooting at each other repeatedly yeah. to, as well, a fight. The, the <laughs> other thing is, this is why I said I need to know what the fuck's happening in this Sentai episode, because what is happening? Like, it's, it, yeah. the progression of this fight is super bizarre, even for Power Rangers. Like, okay, so we all our robots get turned to gold. We call in uh, Jason he shoots it with a big blast that normally kills things. Instead of it turns it into a different monster for some reason. Well, it uh, like breaks free from the statue. Yeah. Or, right. I, I think the statue was like protecting it, but like, well, you, you've, you've taken me out of my shell. I guess now I have to fight for reals. And yep, then like, then, then Louis Kaboom yells Midas monster. Look out for that pyramidus, which is one of the best sentences ever <laughs> spoken in the English language. Uh, Oh, and then he, the Midas monster shoots Pyramidus with a bunch of shit. And then Tommy calls in the red battle Zord, which I thought forgot existed (laughs) for a little bit. Um, Yeah, we get to see the red battle Zord wail on this monster for a bit. And we get that whole thing where like it it piston punches, but only in close ups. It's it's really funny to see like. The, the battles would come out and I have the other three Zords just stand there and it starts Right, because the they monster. can't move really. They just like wiggle. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not um, just the other three Zords. It's Tommy's other Zord is also Zords, just standing yeah, there. That's what I should say. Yeah. And it's great because like, it, and I guess this is consistent because like obviously the Red Ranger jumped into the other robot, but like the, the other three Super Zeo Zords are reacting to the fight even though they can't move much. And the Red Zeo Zords just kind of like just sitting there. Yeah. It's funny to remember that these are people in suits. So you have so many robot suits in this scene, all, and most of the people in them are just standing around, <laughs> which is very funny. Um, the the uh, Pyramidus shoots him, and then the uh, Red Battle Zord does his, like, spinning punch attack. 
uh, and the the Midas monster drops his pendant and it explodes and he says, oh no, my Golderizer. And then everyone turns back to normal, which is well, great. I think what, what breaks that was like uh, Jason and Tom, J- uh, Tommy being like, hey, Jason, I can't take this guy alone. Let's tag team him. And so we get the combination of Pyramidus doing its lightning attack and the Battlezord doing the thing where like it its fists are machine guns. And they both just shoot this thing a bunch and then it dies. And then everyone's like, hey, what about we summon the uh, the old Megazord? Why don't we? How's well, about we do that? Well, so it's just funny because, again, the per- like the progression of this fight, they blow up the Golderizer and I, w- I, th- I was like, cool, and now they'll kill it. Nope. Yeah. He just sh- immediately, not two seconds later, shoots out like a bunch of chains that electrify all the the Zords and like he's still winning, but in an entirely different way. <laughs> and Oh, yeah. Then- I, I missed that because it, it takes like two seconds. The monster yeah. turns the tide again. And he's just got these electric tethers on everybody, and it's like, fuck, there's so much happening. Yeah, and everyone's getting electrocuted, and then Adam's like, by the way, hello, I got the other, zo- the other robots, because we needed additional robots in this scene. We need so many yeah. robots. It's- <laughs> Our new hot shit robots aren't working, let's bring out the old ones and see if they help. And yeah. so the, the old Megazord, like cuts the chains off of the uh off of everybody else and which and what's funny is that like i the other zords react to this even though presumably there's nobody piloting them right yeah it's really strange the shot of like the monster all the super zeo zords and pyramidus and the super me- uh, the regular zeo megazord all together is kind of wild just in terms of like yeah they sure did film this huh like, it's just a lot. Um, but then they make the Zeo Ultra Megazord, uh, which uses the old Zords, I guess. Yeah, I we've actually if- seen this before. We've seen, yeah, we have. We've seen I, Pyramidus I, and the, the other right. robots. And the Super Zeo Zords are just, I guess they're just watching. Yeah, they don't do anything, really. Yeah, they don't, the, they don't the, combine with Pyramidus for whatever right. reason. So so they make the the Ultra Zord and blast the absolute shit out of uh, the the gold. Uh, yeah, and we get that thing that we tend to monster. get when, with the with the uh, Zeo Ultra Zord, where like we get a camera trick to show just how much bigger the Zeo Ultra Zord is I compared love, to the monster. Yeah, I still love the Zeo Ultra and the, Zord. And the, it's just yeah, so the big. monster keeps talking shit anyway, even though it is obviously fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then he uh, he dies. King, uh, Louis Kaboom is like shit and just pieces out. He literally says that. It's so weird. Yeah, it's, he just swears. <laughs> um, we cut back to Zed dropping a tire iron after finishing changing the tire, and again, so mad I didn't get to see that, but it's fine. Um, he's like, "There, I did it. I'm the e- Emperor of Evil, and I changed the tire on this RV. Now let's go." <laughs> And they drive off to find the palace. Well, again, um, uh, they they need a map, so Goldar brings out a map, sticks it in front of Zed's face, and then they get a flat tire again. Incredible! They run across. Uh, apparently, there's a. Uh, they actually run across some junk, some NASA debris. Is it NASA? NASA? I thought it's, maybe it's it was a, just like 
Machine Empire debris. Because remember, there's like tons of Machine Empire around here. There are, but it actually says NDSA on it, which I think is their version oh, okay. of the, of NASA. Uh, so like That's they apparently good. ran over some fucking moon scrap from Earth and <laughs> popped another tire. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like cheap um, Earth vehicles. <laughs> Right, which means that there was a scene where they either stole or bought an RV I that we didn't get to see. I want to see Zed buying an RV at a used car dealership. Oh In like a God. trench coat, like a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yes. Like he's just got a Ninja Turtle trench coat on. <laughs> uh. And just and just that, everyone's like, okay, it's a person. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, these they 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 get a second flat tire. Uh, and then that's that. That's them for the episode, I think. Um, but then we cut back to the Jim and Juice bar where everyone's getting ready uh, to to have the, the ballet, to watch the ballet. Uh, Jason and Adam are not uh, getting ready to be in it. They're watching. Uh, weird, because they were supposed to be in it. Jason Check mentions out Ernie's bright pink shirt. I love it. He's got a tiny bow tie. <laughs> It's really cute. Uh, uh, Jason says, wouldn't it be terrible if everything you touch turned to gold? Also, I was a gold statue, but let's not worry about it. <laughs> it's weird how many times Power Rangers get turned into inanimate objects and like it doesn't seem to bother them whatsoever, but fine. At um, some point, you just have to roll with it. For you yeah, know, just you, for the sake of your sanity, right? You either lose your mind or, or just go with it. Yes, Ernie has a great shirt and a little bow tie. Uh, he's like, so uh, where are Tommy and Rocky? Uh, and yeah, I think maybe Rocky. Uh, uh, uh what's the actor's name again, Mike? Des- DeSantos. What's his name? Rocky's oh, actor. Uh, name? Uh, Steve Cardenas. Yeah. Oh, I got it super wrong. DeSantos is Rocky's character's last name. My bad. Um, yeah, Steve Cardenas maybe also wasn't around. I don't know. Because, uh, yeah, they're not in this scene either. Um, Tanya says they're doing lights and props. And then he says, well, did Balk and Skull get everything on their list? And Tanya says, no. And Adam says, good for me and Jason. And then they fist bump, which I didn't think the fist bump existed yet, but I guess it does. <laughs> I not think it existed yet. I mean, I don't remember invention. that becoming a big thing until like the mid-2000s, but I guess it was probably around. Um, anyway, they fist bump because they don't have to do ballet. Uh, and then the ballet starts. Uh, I will say, impressive set for like a thing she just decided she wanted to do. Yeah. It's not even like part of any kind of production. Um, but yeah, cat comes out, uh, doing some ballet and then all the little kids come out and then Balkan skull come out dressed as Kings. Uh, and I mean, do some skull might be like a vizier or something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but it's definitely the, the, a King here. Yeah. yeah, the point is they dance badly, Skull tries to lift Bulk, and the, he falls because yeah, like, fat joke. Okay, it, like, it, did Cat tell them to try and do that? Did she, like, okay, Skull, then you gotta pick up Bulk, and he's like, wait, what? Oh, don't worry about <laughs> it, you just gotta do it. Like, at, at the, as soon as she got Bulk and Skull cast, she should just be like, okay, they're the comedic relief. That's what they yes. are. And well, they could have... So here's... Her, her goal 
And bear in mind, she knew that this would happen, so this is a goal she considered more important than actually doing the ballet. Her <laughs> only goal in life was to humiliate Balkan Skull. <laughs> All right? Catherine was, like, I feel like Catherine is just kind of a sadist a little bit. I feel like she her initial plan was to get Jason and, and Adam into a ballet without actually teaching them to dance. So she was going to humiliate them. But then she got much juicier targets presented themselves. <laughs> my, and she was just like, yes, my one yes, problem, this is where I'm at. My one problem with that is that after they fuck up picking up Bulk, it, it cuts to her face and she just like, ah, ugh, ugh. Like she gets that kind of look where she's like, "Ah, oh, I'm so just, I'm so upset. They're ruining my ballet." And it's but, like, but you she is an, put them in there. <laughs> what do you think she was is an happen? actress. She mm. can't, she can't show the world that this is what she wanted. She has oh. to, she has to put up appearances that this is, this was an unforeseen turn of events. All right. But, but after, if, after a few moments, she can't hide her laughter anymore. She's yeah, already she chuckling. Does, she definitely <laughs> does start laughing. Oh no, yeah, because like, like it's funny. But yeah, so and then we that, get that's... we get um uh, what's the actor for bulk? His um, name Paul Schreier. Uh, Paul Schreier. Paul Schreier doing like a Mr. T impression in the in the in the in the bloopers, which is yes. fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> he talks about pitting the fool who signs a contract with you, and I'm wondering if he's talking about Haim Sabad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would be pretty good. Um. But yeah, so that's that's the episode. Yeah, that's the episode. We fought a giant dog monster, and Catherine gets off on humiliating the men in her life. Not a giant dog monster. A giant dog statue. Like, yeah. it wasn't a monster. <laughs> it became a monster yeah. that was not dog-related. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so, uh, this was... It was a very fun episode. The Zorn fight it. is very confusing. Uh, but enjoyable. Listen, y'all, I know we're we're always a little bit all over the place, but it is really hard to convey just how all over the place this episode of Power Rangers was. Like, yeah. this was this it, was some fucking the nonsense. The back half of Zio, like, so I looked at the next episode. You know how we just got uh, Louis Kaboom? Can I um? Can I spoil? Louis Kaboom dies yep. next episode, and we get another new bad guy. Oh. <laughs> Like, Just in f- time for episode two hundred. Like, what the fuck is happening in the end of Zeo? Like, it's really strange to me that, like, well, so we got a lot of like reused footage of uh, King Mondo and Queen Machina all throughout the season. Yeah. I feel like maybe the pacing in, was different, and uh, yeah, I feel like maybe an O Ranger and and like I mean, obviously I could look this up, but I'm not going to. I feel like maybe the the villains shuffled around more in that show, and they tried to hide that in Power Rangers as best they could, but they eventually got to the point where it's just like, fuck it, we we have to. Too much of this footage relies on the villains later in the season. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. It's it, it's just interesting. That might, because that might also play into how long they waited to bring in the Gold Ranger. Like they might yeah. have just been trying to work around the weirdness uh, of whatever's going on in O Ranger. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think there is definitely something going on with them trying to figure out how to best use the Sentai footage. Um, but it's 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 interesting to see all this stuff get jammed in at the end, and and like. You know, they obviously had to work with the Gold Ranger stuff, like you said, and figure out how they were going to do that, which, again, I don't think they knew what they were going to do. So, like, it it really feels 
more flying by the seat of their pants than it has in a while, like since early Mighty Morphin. Um, and it's been fun, though. Like, it's real goofy, so I'm enjoying it. Um, that's going to do it for the episode this week, uh, or for the episode part. We are going to do a, a listener question. If you have a listener questions, send them to us at TeensWithTude on Twitter. Teenagers with Attitude is our fa- Facebook group, or TeensWithTude at gmail.com is our email address. Um, Tim asks, uh, can you guys, either individually or collectively, rank the nine current main characters from worst to best? That is the six rangers, Billy, Bulk, and Skull. That's too many characters. <laughs> it's, we could do it, and I saved this question because to a point when we only had three people on, because I wasn't going to try to do it with, like, five or six. That's fair. <laughs> okay, well, let's... Let's uh, let's try we, and let's place this shit. I was gonna say, do you want to do it as a group? I think it'd be more fun if yeah, we yeah. Try I feel to like we should together. do it as a group. Okay. So we need to establish a baseline. We just like we just have to pick an arbitrary person to start with. So okay. let's let's just pick Billy because he's kind of the person who's by himself. Okay. That was a, sure. That was a character. That that so, so somebody got like know. a text document open or something. I, I've got one. Okay. So we've got Billy. All right. Okay. So let's start with Jason. Who do we like better, Jason or Billy? Billy. Hmm. I, so here's what my criteria is going to use. And he says, use any criteria you like, whatever qualifications you deem appropriate. Um, I think my answer would be different if this was Mighty Morphin. But in Zeo, I like Billy more than Jason. Jason feels really watered down in this version. Like I feel like we should go him. with Zeo, just because yes. you know, so uh, I, like previous events can color our, our our how we feel about a character. Yeah, I love. Yeah. I, I like Jason a lot. On rewatch, I like really started to like him more, even though he's not a great actor. He's fun, but Zeo uh, the Gold or Gold Ranger Jason just hasn't done much. So I like, actually. Yeah really like gold ranger jason i think he has more characterization than he's ever had but i like billy a lot so that's yeah. fair. well i mean listen losing the the first vote doesn't mean he's gonna end up on the bottom absolutely uh, right but yeah i'm also gonna go with billy so for right now jason's right below billy okay who's next all right so let's uh i guess keep uh let's go ahead and go with by number i guess let's uh let's go with Catherine. uh okay. versus uh i guess Catherine versus jason i guess okay is that how I, we're using it? Okay. Well, normally in Let's Place they use an algorithm, to, but like let's just do the bottom because, or, or let's like try towards the middle. So I've got Billy. And I tried for the middle. The thing is, there's yeah. two of them. There's two of them. So against Jason, I think I like Jason more. There will be no ties, which is nice. <laughs> I think, think I'm going to go with Catherine. I Emily. I like Catherine. But I think I'm gonna go with Jason. I, I yeah, I, I liked Kat more when she was introduced. She has not, it's similar to Tommy, where like his best stuff is is when he's the focus. When she's just kind of around, she doesn't make that much of an impression on me. Yeah. Uh, let's tr- let's try to go a little faster with this. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, so uh, yeah, so Tanya. Uh, so Tanya against Jason, who's in, in the middle right now. Um, yeah. I like Tanya more than Jason. I like Tanya. Emily? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> okay. So Tanya uh, wins. Uh, but I, I, I will say really quickly, the reason I like Tanya is I feel like Tanya has powerful group mom energy. She's good. Uh, and I, I don't dislike it, anybody. 
Yeah, and it comes yeah. through even in episodes when she's not the focus, which is nice. Yeah. All so right. uh, next on the docket is Rocky. 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 So let's do Rocky against. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> hold on, hold on. To... Wait, we didn't we didn't actually finish with Tanya. Tanya beat Jason, right? Yes, Tanya beats Jason. She still she still has to go against Billy. Oh right. Okay. Uh, I like Billy more. I think. Billy. I think I think I'm still on Team Tanya on this one, but okay. Emily says Billy, so there we go. Now we have Billy, Tanya, Jason, Cat. Okay. Um, let's do uh, Rocky against Tanya. I'm going with Rocky. Rocky. <laughs> okay, I agree with Rocky. Rocky has given me the most pure joy of a character. He's so funny. whenever Rocky talks about a sandwich or his dog Buster or. Viking Times, like, I know Viking Times wasn't in Zeo, I don't care. <laughs> or yeah. just... is, is it a, f- a failable goof model who just fucking walks into someone else? Or accidentally made a supervillain plant? Yeah. That so was Ro- this season. Rocky against Billy. Rocky. Rocky. Ooh, okay. I will, I would probably say Billy, but that's okay. Rocky I really is like Billy, no- but Rocky's so Our funny. number one. <laughs> Alright, Adam. Versus... There. We got... So Adam versus Tanya is Tanya's the middle now. I'm still with Tanya. Tanya. Yeah, I think Tanya too. I like Adam and Tanya together, especially. Uh, I think they're a good like best friend type duo. Uh, but Adam just he's fine, and I think uh, obviously he's a pretty good actor later on. Um, but like mostly the things I remember Adam for are his stunts, not necessarily his. Uh, his characterization so far. So yeah, I'm going to go with Tanya also. Uh, Adam versus Jason. Adam. Emily. Jason. Yeah, I think Jason too. I really like Jason. Uh, like I don't like him as much in Zio, but he's still a, a fun character for me. Um, Adam versus cat. Um, Adam. Cat. I, it's really close for me, but I'm going to have to go with Cat. So Adam's at bottom right now. That's I don't dislike him, but he's fine. I mean, he, in fairness, he hasn't really gotten yeah. to do anything in no, Zio. he's really gotten very little spotlight. Even, like, this is kind of an Adam episode, but he does barely anything. All right. Yeah. Uh, Tommy versus Jason. The classic. <laughs> the Jason. Classic Jason. <clears throat> yeah, I think so, too. Tommy, um... Like, even if Tommy didn't have the Arrowhead stuff in Zio, which is bad, uh, he just hasn't done that much for me in Zio. Like, his White Ranger <coughs> stuff wasn't even that good. My favorite gonna, Jace, Tommy stuff is really old at this point, so... I'm going to save us some time and just tell you I'm going to be voting against Tommy for the rest of the bracket. Yeah, I kind of agree, um, but let's let's go I'm ahead again. I'm going to throw some massive shit here. Tommy... Could be replaced with a wooden plank with the word hero on it, and it would be exactly the same show. Okay, well then in that case we're just gonna put Tommy at the bottom. We don't have to uh, to worry about it. I kind of agree. I love Tommy when he's evil. He's very fun. Oh yes, I, li- I like Tommy when he is like a MacGuffin as a person. Like when his powers are failing or something. I think he's good at that. But when he's just like the the hero. Emily, I think you're right on the money. Like he just I feel like it's isn't not even that, that interesting. I feel like, pers- speaking personally, I liked him as both the Green and the White Ranger. I feel like 
ever since Zio, Tommy hasn't been fun or interesting at all. He barely does anything, right? Like, he just hasn't... Like, I feel like he doesn't even get that many lines. Like, he's the hero... He's the leader, but, The most focus he gets is the Arrowhead Saga. I I don't think he gets focus anywhere else. Yeah, and that stuff's bad. So bad. (laughs) So, so, yeah. Even if it weren't racist, it would still be bad. It's also (laughs) just bad television. We have placed all the Rangers and Billy. That means it is time for... Bulk versus Jason. Bulk. Bulk. I think I would vote Jason, but it's very close. I like Bulk a lot. Uh, Bulk and Tanya. Oh, oh, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with Tanya. Okay. Uh, Emily. Bulk. Shit. I, w- I was hoping I didn't have to make a real decision. <laughs> um, There's no way I, you couldn't have, unless me and Mike both said the same thing, I guess. Well, if yeah. they both agree, if you both agreed, yeah. Um, I'm going to say Tanya. I like Bulk, but he's, especially in Zio, I feel like he he's more the butt of the jokes than like like I feel like he they were, they're always the butt of the jokes obviously but he used to be a little bit more of a schemer uh that I, and now which stuff I found, just happens to him which yeah. I found a little more enjoyable but I'm gonna there's stick a, there's, in a, there. there's a lot less bulk getting hoisted by his own petard and a lot more like bulks is just unlucky yeah so yeah. bulk is now uh below Tanya uh so now we have skull uh versus Jason and skull is the last one. I'm going to vote Skull. I'm going to vote Skull as well. I'm going to let you know that I'm going to vote Skull for every single one. I think... Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, Skull versus Bulk. Skull. Skull, Emily? Yeah, I said. Yep, okay. Uh, Skull versus Tanya. I gotta go with Tanya. I've gotta go Skull. I like Tanya a lot. I like Tanya a lot. Um, But but Skull, like... Like, what have been the best scenes and episodes in this series? That's the thing, is Skull's... It has been Skull-focused episodes. Skull's stuff... Every time Skull gets to do something, it's really fun. And, and like, it's hard to get over that. Like, I really okay, enjoy well, let, all let, of his let's stuff. Keep, let's keep going up the list yep. and see exactly Skull where he falls. Billy. I'm going with Billy. I'm gonna go with... Oh, fuck. This is hard. Emily, mm-hmm. you say Skull, right? So, yeah. Uh, <sighs> fuck. Um, Skull. Skull versus Rocky. Oh, God. Ro- Rocky. I gotta go with Rocky. Well, here, uh, Zach, let me just put it this way. Emily's already said she's going to vote for Skull all the way to I the know, top. I know, I know. I already think we're well past as we're we're past we're, how high should Skull be. should be. So I'm going to be voting. I'm going to be voting against him from here on. So I think this what it really comes down it. to is where this in is the list do you, Zach, think where he goes? Yeah, Rocky was at the, the top, top, right? So, so this, this is, is it. Oh, Rocky's one. at the top. Okay. I th- I'm I'm going to vote Rocky because I think he's got the highest highs, but that means. But I love Skull. He's really great. And that means that our ranking of Power Rangers characters, which, boy, had you told me this at the beginning of this show. Uh, I mean, I know this is not the original start, cast. Start, start at the bottom. Do a proper countdown. Okay. Uh, last is Tommy. Yeah. Uh, 
Eighth is Adam. Seventh is Cat. Uh, sixth is Jason. Fifth is Bulk. Fourth is Tanya. Third is Billy. Second is Skull. And Rocky is the best character in Power Rangers. CEO. You there know, you have it. I that, mean, like, that feels right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't agree with everything, but like as a list, I can't see any faults with it. Yeah, I was I was gonna say the same thing. That that isn't one to one to how I personally feel, but like that feels like a that feels right. That nothing feels egregious with that list. It's a good list. I like, I, I mean, usually like my only experience with ranking in this in this uh, way is <laughs> Let's Place, and I always feel dirty after Let's Place. So like I, this this list feels good. I, yeah. I'm happy with this list. I, it's very fun. I think we. We realized that Tommy's not that good a while ago. I am still a little surprised that he's at the very bottom, but not that surprised, and, I guess. And here's the thing, I do wanna I do wanna make something clear because I feel like we've kind of been dumping on the guy a lot. I still think Jason David Frank is really, really good at what he does. Oh, I love Jason. Even David in this Frank. season. I, I like his performance as Tommy. I like when when the show gives him something to do. Yes. He does well, and I think that, and and I think this is true about the whole cast. Like, like David Yost has also been kind of getting undercut, and not getting to do much. All things considered, but just like Zio has done nothing interesting with Tommy, and the only no. thing they've done with him has been awful. Yeah, it, it does really feel like it. It feels like even not just in Zio, but since Tommy was the leader. They were like, that's good enough, and we don't need to do anything with him. Does that I make mean, sense? I mean, even as the like, White Ranger, we had some fun moments, like the, that uh, scene where like him and Kimberly were magicked to fight each other. Was yeah, that was good. magical. Yeah, that was um, good. But yeah, you, like, it's, like, it's... Okay, like, my brother's favorite Power Ranger was Tommy, and it never stopped being Tommy. But if I think if any kid started as Zeo, no kid's favorite Power Ranger is Tommy. Like, because he doesn't do anything. He's yeah, just and, and, he's just the leader, and that's it. And the it. reason people like mm-hmm. Tommy is because like it's because the Green Ranger Jin- shit, and then White well, Ranger yes. shit, and that's that's what I'm saying is he has the coolest mm-hmm. stuff. But the Red Zero Rangers does not have the coolest stuff. So like, I think you're probably right. They would not be. He would not be the favorite. Like, I don't. I think you're correct. So. There you go. That's our definitive ranking of Power Rangers. Maybe we'll do it again when the cast completely changes in Turbo. Um, <laughs> the only, I want to make I want to make one amendment. Is the only the only kids who would make Tommy his fa- their favorite as a kid would be someone whose favorite color is red because that's how kids pick favorite characters. Well, like yes. I like Leo because he was blue. You know. <laughs> yeah, I liked I liked Jason as a kid because he was the red one. Yeah. Um, so I, I do want to say this. I, this actually gives me an interesting idea. I feel like we should return to this concept when we get to the end of the Zordon era. Okay. And make like a cumulative like total list of oh, all Jesus. of our Zordon era rangers. That, that might be a bonus it would take episode. A while. Yeah. yeah, that might that <laughs> might be like an entire bonus episode thing. We might want to try and get a bunch of people that, together. That, that should be, be a fun. bonus episode and and Luke should head it with his algorithm. We should but also it shouldn't just be rangers. It should be like any major character. It yeah, should include absolutely. everybody. Yeah. The okay. villains and everything. I'm yeah. down for that. We'll do that. All right. Uh, that's it uh, for the episode. Uh, if you'd like to uh, send us a question, you can do it at any of those places I mentioned earlier. Um, Mike, would you like to plug anything? Uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh, Emily. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at This Is Emeralds. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Chinchy McChilla. Uh, and yeah, I think that's it. Just check out audioentropy.com. Listen to all our shows. They're all good. Uh, 
And yeah, uh, as always, uh, I'm I'm usually the one that plugs it. Uh, it's uh, you head to uh, at Audio Entropy on Twitter. Uh, you'll find a link to our Discord. It's uh, it's real good stuff. Also, uh, something we plugged before. Uh, our good buddy Victor Perfecto uh, started a podcast. Yeah. And when we when we made our initial plug of it, we couldn't remember what the Twitter handle for the podcast was. So we should probably say it now. Uh, it is at Go Go Godzilla Pod. There you go. Uh, so check that out too, because it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, so that's going to do it for us this week. Um, come back next week when we get more new villains for some reason. Uh, but until then, fourteen years of attitude. I've been Zach. There's only two of you. Someone say I'm something. sorry, I didn't read the list. <laughs> I've been Mike. I've been Emily. May the power protect you always. We're about to do our 200th one of these fucking things, y'all. <laughs> yeah! Um, yeah! I've been goldenized!